We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. your host. This is episode number 51. Welcome old listeners and welcome new listeners. You're listening to Active Child. Song title is High Priestess, and this is the Polaris at Noon remix. Oral Fix is a social, weekly commentary podcast for the gay community. You can listen to it on iTunes, stitcher.com, forward slash, oral fix. It can also be listened to on SoundCloud and at the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com, as well as on the Facebook fan page. Facebook.com forward slash The Oral Fix Podcast. This episode of Oral Fix is brought to you by Stitcher.com, which is a podcast player and library, sort of like iTunes, but much larger, much bigger, I believe. With a wide range of topics, genres, for your easy, easy listening 
on your mobile devices such as iPads and Android tablets and smartphones. If you use the stitcher.com forward slash oral fix link to listen to Stitcher, make sure you enter the promo code oral fix, no space, to be entered in a monthly drawing for a $100 cash card. And that's only for new listeners. Sorry, old listeners. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? Hope everyone doing so well, is doing well. I hope everyone had a safe gay pride. I have to be honest, I was totally unprepared for gay pride this month. Um, I, you know, with the whole Darun Ravi and uh, marriage equality, elections, all, all, all the slandering happening on the news, I really wasn't in the spirit of gay pride. Especially after um, not having the gay community, well, not seeing that the gay community really wasn't standing up or saying anything about Duran Ravi, uh, his sentencing. As maybe some of you may know, he got off <laughs> with only 20 days in prison because of good behavior. He didn't fulfill his <laughs> 30 days and uh, in prison, which was really way too lenient as it is, and... I really don't know what happened, but um, I mean, I mean, it's obvious. You know, we have no gay rights. That's what happens to people who really bully people to the brink of jumping off of a bridge to end their lives. Um, and on the on the second note, I was surprised about gay pride this month. Well, actually, this past weekend, because it's usually the last weekend of June that gay pride. It, the parade happens and the celebrations and then in New York City and um, this year it was second to the last um, maybe I'm wrong about that I, I've been celebrating pride for at least god since I was 16 years old <laughs> and I'm 39 now so that's quite an awful long time um, and uh, well you know I didn't go to pride this weekend and uh, I really didn't see anything on, on the internet. I really didn't bother looking for anything. But I did put up like a nice pride picture on my Facebook <laughs> banner. Um, and you know, I I think that's it's it's you know at least saying something, right? You know, I'm prideful for being who I am, and I do support my LGBTQ community out there. Um, yes, I said Q, including including the. Uh, questioning people because they should be included as well. Um, as many of you know, I constantly talk about and ramble here on this podcast about how we're all sexual beings, and um, and even though it's not an on and off switch for uh, switch for any of us to really declare that we're homosexuals or bisexuals and transgender from one moment to another, it um. You know, some people do question and some people do fool around and experiment until they find out exactly what they like. And it sometimes could be a mixture of anything. And sometimes it could just be, they just want to be monogamous with one person. So, you know, it is what it is. And um, I, you know, I celebrated my own way this year and I've been doing some other type of things like preparing for the Renaissance Festival, which is going very well. And I've been. And to do so, I took out the season one and season two of the tutors from my public library, and I am so hooked. Oh my god! 
the tutors i i you know i don't have cable as many of you know and um i i've been i've been very privileged and fortunate to have a very good library here in town um who as a you know carries a lot of showtime titles um that have aired on showtime which is a very expensive cable uh network <laughs> And um, and the tutors is something that I am just loving. I mean, the guy who plays, um, which you'll hear me talking about later on in the podcast a little bit more. I mean, not into total depth. So, it, you know, the guy who plays Henry, the um, well, first of all, tutor the tutors, the tutors is created by Michael Hurst, who I really don't know who he is. And it's okay because the person that I really care to know on a one-to-one basis is Jonathan, Jonathan Rise Myers, who plays Henry VIII. <laughs> and the story is about, you know, the whole period between the 1500s um, into, well, is it called the 1600s? Yeah, the 1600 Renaissance period and how um, Henry VIII became, well, sort of came to power, like his youthful youthhood and until... I really don't know what extent the story goes to, but I think I'm I'm, I'm pretty much sure it's in, until the end of his rule and all the things that shady things that have happened uh, in England while they were trying to um, make them well, trying to really find their spiritual balance as well as I guess their overall Commonwealth and um and and their identity um but the cast is a brilliant cast the the acting is phenomenal so is their um well it's not a really thick elizabethan speech because i guess they made it um tailored to americans so they can actually understand what's going on <laughs> um because elizabeth elizabethan speech can be very um Shakespearean like where you can misinterpret things or not know exactly what people are talking about so I think they watered it down but it's sexy and it's hot a lot a lot of love making scenes and gays yeah they even included the gays especially hardcore in season two so if you guys haven't watched it yet Netflix it or go to um if not Netflix go to your local library and see if they have it uh and true blood something also i've been just consuming my time with (laughs) i can't believe they made tara into a vampire oh my god vamping out here i'm vamping out um and she's like and and the whole story about pam and how she was created i'm glad we they're showing more inside of that because i i think that's that's great and that's smart for them to do because pam is interesting even though she's a bitch and I'm seeing a different, softer side for her, and I'm actually caring for her. So, um, uh, if you haven't watched True Blood yet, and you don't have HBO yet, um, I'm, you know, you could go to piratebay.org and download it. Shh, don't tell them I told you. So, yeah, True Blood, and um, that's about it. And you know, I've been in a, in a in a funk lately. I don't know about you guys, but it seems like all my friends are in a funk. It might have to do with planetary changes, and it might have to do with extreme weathers, uh, <laughs> weather changes here in New York. Who knows? But um, I'm just not, I haven't been very much energetic. And um, so, but I am, what I am energetic about today is 
the fact that I have a friend of mine for Chip for Chat, and I would like to introduce you to. His name is Mystic Ed, and he's a well-renowned psychic and tarot reader, um, guide to the stars, so to speak, from England. And without further ado, I'm going to let you hear the rest of the podcast, which is a brilliant, I believe, pod, uh, podcast as we um, show that we put together for you. And um, I and Ed just talked everything from gay culture to what's going on in the LGBTQ community and abroad and and even paganism and Wicca and tutors and God have it. We, we talked about it all except for chocolates. Oh, wait, we did talk about chocolates. Oh, I'm just letting the cat out of the bag again. All right. Without further ado, Mystic Ed. Hello? Chip for chat. Who is this? Chip for chat. Do I know you? Chip for chat. Seriously, if you don't tell me who this is, I'm going to call the police. Better yet, I'm going to hang up on you. Chip for chat. Welcome everyone to uh, Chip for Chat with the famous, renowned psychic of England, Mystic Ed, a personal friend of mine that I've met on Flickr, and um, since then we've become a very, very good friends, um, and we can't wait to see each other uh, when the time is right in person, and without further ado, I'm going to give over the show to you, my friend. Well, hello, Henry, and... Um Hello, America. Hello, Brooklyn. Hello, New York. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. And thank you so much, Henry, for inviting me. You're quite welcome. And thank you for being on the show and and, um, and putting up with all the technical difficulties that we were, <laughs> we encountered. <laughs> Psychic energy between, between friends, Henry. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in it. You know, when we go to the... Um, supermarkets here in England I, I'm, we're standing by the cashiers and the tills are always going wrong you know oh really case of, oops I've done it again haven't I I'm quite good at it <laughs> <laughs> so how are things in um, in America these days well um, things are you know are, are pretty I think you know they're they're very it's a stark contrast between um, people who are not doing well and people who are doing well. And I know as a um, a tech technology connoisseur and uh, news follower for technology, I see that a lot of people are buying um, a lot of technology, useful gadgets, and, and there's a lot of money being put into like smartphones and, and other things, auto, automobile, hybrid cards. And then on the other end of regular news that I follow... I see that people are are you know just glued to the news for you know updates on if the economy is going to get better and then you know reports on how low the job market is going and this is fluctuating of good and bad and then news about international you know other you know international countries who are going through some type of economic um, crisis and it, and it, and it's and it's kind of like gloomy I think it, it just affects people. And then you know, and then they, and, and I think at, at the butt of it all, 
um, us gay people are, you know, because the ele- elections happening here in the States, which are going to be in November, um, this whole, you know, it's, I don't know why, but, you know, the gay marriage is it's just, it's been a really stinker of, uh, of a, a, well, I guess a downer in some aspects because it, either young ki- young kids are, are dying because of bullying, uh, queer kids actually, or, or queer folk are being doused with fires, copycat fires all across America, um, and, and, and being belittled because, you know, it's on the news constantly and people like Republicans are really giving, are trying to give us a bad name. I mean, after all, we're, we're living in the year 2012, aren't we? Yes. I mean, it shouldn't be the case. No. Um, I mean, being gay, homosexual, however you want to call yourself, or as my partner and myself call ourselves, we are just being us at the end of the day. Accept us for who and what we are because we're not going to change. Mm. We've been like this all our lives. But again, very similar to how you are in America. People will either accept you or reject you. And there's like just certain areas, because I believe that there's certain areas of America where you are greatly accepted, where you have the biggest parties and um, pride marches, and then in other parts of America, it's deeply frowned upon, isn't it? It is. It very much is. Even in in good old New York, um, it is Gay Pride Month here, and and I walk in eggshells. I, w- I live in the woodlands of New York, upstate, uh, which is about an hour and a half away from the city. And um, I, I, tell, I have to tell you, I didn't feel comfortable going to Gay Pride yesterday. Um, just because last year, I, I, I warned everyone, even on the podcast, even though it's Gay Pride, last year, uh, gay marriage was passed in New York. And I... There, even though gay marriage was passed here in New York State, uh, and people were still arguing about it all across America, um, there were still people dying in Uganda, um, and it's illegal in Uganda to be a homosexual, and that was big news back then. And even though people were pride, you know, prideful about them being themselves being gay in the gay capital of the world, probably New York. Um, there was still, you know, at the day after, I heard, well, I read news on queer bashing happening at Gay Pride. Yes. So, it's, it's prejudice still exists, and, you know, and, and jealousy also. I think it's, a lot of it's jealousy, as a lot of studies are being publicized here in the United States. A lot of homo um, bullies or, or people who bash are yeah. in, in the closet themselves. I actually feel that a lot of people that hate people like ourselves, they do have a problem. They do have a problem inwardly because we're living in an age where there are different types of people all across the world uh, of different sexes, of denominations. And what's the problem? There, There shouldn't be a problem. But if they've got a problem with us, then they really do have a problem in themselves. I mean, do they not love themselves? Do they see us and have a certain side to their own personalities that they feel ashamed of? Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder, doesn't it really? But I just think that 
it's like that story, the family that prays together stays together. Mm. Um, I just feel with us gay people, we must stand up for one another. We must go out into the world and not necessarily shout it from the rooftops, I am proud to be gay, but being very proud of who we are, which makes us unique individual people. Well, of course, in your case and my case, Henry, we're psychics and gay. Well, that's a double whammy, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, you get the lot here with us. (laughs) <laughs> and um, But if you were to come to England, Henry, and the area where we live, you would be completely and totally accepted. Really? What area do you but live in England? It's in the Midlands, and it is right in the middle of England. It's uh, not far from uh, Shakespeare's birthplace, Stratford-upon-Avon. It's right in the heart of England. But, you know, I fa- had it very difficult when I was younger... I tried to explain to my mother I wasn't the marrying kind. Well, that ended up in <laughs> tears. You know, whatever did she do wrong? Wow. Um, the father held his ha- head in his hands and said, your mother will never walk down this street again. And it was only on the day that he died did he actually take me by the hand. And then in recent years, when I told my godmother, my aunt, who won't ever see me again, And I wrote her a letter because I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to tell her that the man that I'm living with and I are going to get married, there'll only be a row. So I wrote it down in letter and even invited her to it. And um, we ended up with a phone call saying, your lifestyle is disgusting and you'll admit now over the phone. Now, I was in floods of tears after that, as you can imagine. Yes. Five. And that's the end of my relationship with my aunt. But again, from the older generation, there seems to be mixed views. In her case, if you are gay, you're one of those queer men that do things right. Mm. Our elderly lady next door that's 87, when we told her, she threw our arms around us and shouted, Oh, this is wonderful, you're getting married. (laughs) <laughs> what, what a difference. So that made up for the aunt, you say. Night and day. Yes, it is indeed. But um, so after not being accepted and allowing my parents to think I was just going through a phase because it helped, then as you grow older, you in, in, invent girlfriends. <laughs> and suddenly you realize you're living a lie. Well, we don't live a lie, my partner and I. We go out into the world, we we cook, we clean, we go shopping, we mow the grass, and um, everybody knows we we don't hide the facts from anybody. And why should we? I can't go out on my own. (laughs) I went out on my own shopping the other day, and um, wherever I went, all I was questioned with was, where is he? Aww. So, you see, people are so used to seeing us now together. I've said to him, I said, well, you can't die, you know. (laughs) Besides the fact I can't change a light bulb. But um, (laughs) he can't can't leave me because I wouldn't know where to go for my shopping. Well, I probably wouldn't want to do any shopping. I'd probably curl up in a ball somewhere. But um, but no, it's it's... It's very sad for people that feel they're going to tell their parents, they're going to tell their best friends, 
and they're still rejected. Yeah, it, it's very sad to think that people are still rejected now. And I mean, um, we were um, chosen for the Idaho Challenge, which is the International Day Against Homophobia, about three years ago, because we were not so much an outrageous couple, um, we were just unique and not afraid to be who we are. And we were chosen by our personalities to represent our country, and very proud of it we, we are and were. But again, you see, it's, it's like with Wicca. I mean, I know that um, uh, America and part of America are like some of the biggest places for Wicca and witchcraft, etc., and the psychic world, where in other areas, like in this country as well, so it's very similar, it's very much frowned upon. But I always feel, don't judge, any, don't judge a book by its cover unless you understand what it's all about. Mm, I, I agree with that, though I, I fall privy to, <laughs> uh, to, that, to doing that myself at times. I, well, when it comes to, I guess, dating in the dating world, <laughs> I tend to judge people by their yeah. cover right away. I, if you have a red flag on you, forget it. But um, I really don't judge people that way because I don't... I mean, most people outside of the dating realm, um, just because I don't want to be judged myself. And I, I'm very much interested in knowing people for people because I find myself in them or a part of myself. Like with you, I remember when I... Uh, I sort of happened, I don't know how we met on Flickr, but I just, I guess I found one of your photos or something, and yeah. and you and your partner Fluffy just enchanted me. I mean, I I saw a genuine, I saw genuine people um, ha going about their day, documenting their day and their lives in yeah. a very candid and real manner, and that's what attracted me to both of you, uh, besides the fact that both of you are an attractive couple. Um but thank you. But I mean, it's also the same with yourself. I mean, with the account of your life, the different things you've done, the shows you've done, and even this. I mean, it just shows that you are living a life. And even though we're not always happy every single day of the year, because life's not life like that. If it wasn't for life's downs, there wouldn't be a few ups. But um, sure. you are living your life in the best way that you feel is fit. And you live a very interesting one. So you're really, you've put yourself on, not on the spot, so to speak, but you've put yourself out there for, for people to look at you and see you and to realize where you're coming from and they can think, hey, I can do the same. Sure, yeah. I, 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 and I, you know, I don't think so much of... Mm, the way I live, like, uh, to be that, but at least to be out and, um, in public. I mean, I, I'm a tourist as it is, so I, I cherish freedom. So being in a stifling, stifling closet is not my thing, <laughs> um, so to speak. And yeah, I, um, you know, just being myself, you know, in the moment of it all, I, I don't normally really think that I'm going to be a prime example for anyone, but when in the end of it all, when you think back and you reflect on it as someone outside of myself, as you would, I, 
You do see that, and and it's something that we take for granted also as out gay people, I would say. Um, yeah. I, I know I do. I don't give enough credit to myself for that. Uh, but you will do. Yeah. You, you will do in time. It's just that sometimes it just doesn't feel perhaps right to do these different things. I mean, you, uh, of course, know a lot about our homophobic neighbor. And oh, few, the troll. <laughs> the troll. He's become world famous as the troll. That oh. has to be thanks to you, but everybody knows him throughout the world. And we made major headlines. I don't know whether you know this. In three very big newspapers some months ago, because it had even got out about right. his behavior to the press, because they do follow me. Wow. And um, he, he had to go to court, and of course the, it came out about what he'd been saying. He'd said about me, I wear lipstick and dress as a woman. <laughs> and we, yeah, and we do things in bed because we're married. Oh. Well, that actually sickened me, and when the police officer told me what he said... I actually joked about the we do things in bed. I said, well, chance would be a fine thing. I mean, what do you think we're doing every night? You know, <laughs> we go to sleep, actually. And um, But this about the he wears lipstick and dresses as a woman. No, I don't wear lipstick. I may be rather feminine in what I wear, but I don't dress as a woman. But even if I did... So what? Where's the problem? It's not a problem I've got, but it's obviously a very big problem that he's got. Well, obviously, I well, first of all, I I didn't know that this really got all over out even into international news about uh, your mm. troll neighbor and and his heresies all onto you and Fluffy. But um, the fact that he had admitted that uh, that he saw you in in, in dresses and and lipstick, and he thinks about often what you guys do in bed, um, is telling me, at least as an educator, that this is what he's fantasizing. <laughs> oh, yes. It's so when he, because... when he peers out his window, he sees a woman, a gorgeous goddess. with. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, I did think about laying on a few um, layers of mascara, of mascara and some... Um, Max Factor on my lips one day. I thought, well, I might as well go for bright red and be done with, you know. Yeah. But you have yeah, to I, I channel... find the funny side. Mm. <laughs> you, you're channeling. You should channel Aphrodite more often. <laughs> yes, I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh dear. But um, no, I mean it's obvious that the problems with him. But you see, again, that's a test. Do you laugh at it and put your shoulders back and your chin up? Mm. Or do you cower into a corner and think, no, no, it's not really me, I'm not really like that. Or do you put your chin up and and uh, your shoulders back and say, I'm proud of who I am. Right, right. Yeah. And you have to do it, regardless. Because if you, like I said before, if you don't come out into the world, you are living a lie. And if people, including family, However sad it may be, if they won't accept you, and yet they've always loved you, then sadly they don't love you enough, and you're not wor they're not worthy of you, I feel.
Right, and there that means that there that there would be ashamed of you. Um, you know, there. I remember there was a. Um, well, recently, I I haven't told you about this, but um, I did. Um, I think I did speak to you over email a couple of days ago about some of the things my family have been trying to drag me into the their yeah. dark dark energy, and one of the things was. Um, was a similar issue, um, and uh, they were ashamed of their. F- My cousin was ashamed of her father being an alcoholic, and uh, he, and and draw and the possibility of him being an alcoholic. Um, and everyone knew that our uncle was a heavy drinker as well as my father. I used to be a heavy drinker, so I said yeah. to her, you know, and more ways than one, because she was trying to ensnare me into a very ar- ugly argument. I said to her, you know, if you are, you know, if you're denying the truth that your father was a heavy drinker, then you're really denying the truth that my father was a heavy drinker and you're ashamed of that. And you're ashamed of the fact that I used to be a heavy drinker in that way. And, um, and so you're, you're really, you know, overall don't want to be seen with me. And it explains why she doesn't really talk to me as often as she used to, um, and it was a very, you know, um, uh, sad experience to go through and yeah. into an argument like that with her, and she still hasn't acknowledged that. But um, you know, it's it's very, you know, prejudices and judgments of any kind are are. It's very interesting how the human mind and emotions just work with that and just keep that as dark, hidden secrets and resentments. Temper Trap, Need Your Love, the RAC remix, and as most of you who are have been listening to the Oral Fix podcast for a while know, um, you can find the links to the downloads, free downloads, of most of the tracks that are played here on the show notes, www.oralfixpodcast.com. Now, let's go on to the second part of the Chip for Chat with Mystic Ed. Well, first of all, Ed and I spoke a little more about his marriage, and then he put on Fluffy, and Fluffy and I started talking more about the mystical stuff, the pagans, and England's history, and and really ancient stuff that I didn't even know about. So, um, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> I hope you know that. And uh, I'm hoping to have Mystic Ed and Fluffy return again at some, at some other point in the year. 
But for now, let's enjoy part two of the Chip for Chat with Mystic Ed and his sidekick, well, partner, <laughs> Fluffy. Indeed. I mean, the thing is, not so much uh, whether you're gay or an alcoholic, but there's always an issue that somebody can find out that they don't agree with what you do. And it usually stems from yes, and it stems from a problem with themselves. It does, indeed. Do they see themselves in us? Or are they... I just feel that, I mean, Fluffy and I, we go out into the world and we, when we go out shopping, um, whenever you do come to England, or if ever we come to see you, which I'm sure we shall, um, when we go shopping, people expect us to go to them to be served so we can cheer them up. <laughs> Nobody turns us away. It's always, oh, I'm so glad you two have come to me. Oh, I did need to see you two today. And it takes us nearly all day to just go and buy a loaf. (laughs) (laughs) But um, by the time we've cheered everybody up, you do come home and think, oh, I do feel depressed. Because you've taken on everybody's problems just doing a little shopping trick. But that just shows that we're obviously sending out light and love to people to feel like that and um, the people will always be judgmental I mean think of the times when somebody will say to you if I were you I'd do such and such a thing now if it was me and suddenly they can make you feel like an inch big but they're not you you have to do your own thing and live your life I mean, yes, take advice from people. There's nothing wrong with a bit of criticism here and there. But when people tell you what you should be doing, it's like um, pot calling kettle black or, um, uh, you know, uh, take a splinter out of your own eye when really you've got a plank in your own type of thing. Mm. That's out of the Bible somewhere, and I've probably got it completely (laughs) back to front. But it doesn't really matter. I know what I mean. And um, But I don't feel that we should... I think it's now we're in the year 2012. We should start to stand up for ourselves a little bit more, even though it very is often hard work. And after our wedding was announced in the uh, newspapers, I mean, they went to town on it, really. I mean, either people did love us or they hated us. And somebody wrote to the editor and wanted to say a huge thank you, because because we appeared in the newspaper, they were brave enough to tell their parents that they were gay. Oh. And what did the parents do? They accepted him with open arms. Wow. And then you think, now isn't that being proud to be gay? To think that you've actually helped somebody to be themselves. And it doesn't cost anything to make somebody feel good about themselves, does it? Not at all. Not a cent. <laughs> so really, our work's just beginning. I don't. I feel I shall be doing, you know, standing there, standing up for people. Well, both my partner and myself now for the rest of our lives, giving support. I would love to say that uh, for everyone who's listening, uh, which I will link on the show notes. Uh, to, that you're, uh, I witnessed your 
wedding, uh, beautiful wedding, and, and your and your attires, both both uh, on you and Fluffy, were just gorgeous, and everyone else. It, it was a it was a real big deal and and it was very quite simple but beautiful and um I and you documented it and sh- shared it with everyone public on on Flickr and um and and it's something really beautiful uh for anyone to witness and I really wasn't I don't think I I, I don't know it sounds familiar I think you might have shared that story but to me it's it's sounding so new that it really touched someone's life and they came out or yeah and they were accepted and. Was it more than one person, or was it just that one person? Oh, it happened with a few people, but it was just that one in particular. It was Imagine. the way he'd worded his letter to the editor. And oh. it was so moving to actually read it. But if we could have got married in all over again, we wouldn't have done it quite so lavishly. We'd have probably gone away very quietly somewhere and gone somewhere very romantic and come back and said we'd done it because... At the end of the day, Henry, it's about a lot of it to do with marriages, whether you're gay or straight. It's all about pleasing other people. (laughs) What do they want? Who do they want to sit by? What do they want to eat? And, of course, a lot of people find it a great excuse to hit the bottle more than they've ever done before. And it can spoil things. And it what? It can spoil things. In, in in what way can it spoil things? I, I'm interested in talk, in talking more about that. Well, I was just there were some people there that they got so drunk that after we left, the police were called. Oh. One chap even went through a lady's handbag. Huh. Oh yes. Oh, it all happens where we go, Henry. We never leave, lead a quiet life. It's always got some kind of interesting <laughs> impact at the end of the day. And uh, because of that reason, we just felt, why didn't we sneak away to Gretna Green or somewhere? Mm. Which, is, of course, is a place where people have always run off to and quietly done it. But it was a lovely day. It was a lovely day. And a lot of people came. They closed their shops and came along early to see us and... That was it was really nice, and uh, of course we ended up with a magical touch and went to um, Camelot and where King Arthur was born because we got to go somewhere uh, very spiritual. But we had a my dream come true was a four poster bed. I ended up sn- sleeping on the on the settee all night though because guess who snored every night? <laughs> Fluffy did every night. <laughs> Yes, I was awake at three o'clock in the morning, uh, drawing <laughs> pentagrams and sigils on on the steamed up window <laughs> for something to do. <laughs> Would you like to speak to Fluffy? Let's get let's get to know Fluffy. Yes, let's put it put him on for a more for a moment. Okay, here you go. Your turn. Oh, we're live, are we? Yes, we are. Welcome to the Oral <laughs> Fix Podcast. <laughs> How are oh, you? Well, well, hello, America. <laughs> hello. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yes, I've been uh, sorting things out. So uh, I've uh, built uh, a new piece of deckings where uh, around the back of the uh, bungalow so where we can go and ha- dine in the sun when we get the sun. Really? You are always a busy beaver on that property. <laughs> oh, I, I like to be busy. 
there was a lady that um, she lives round in the other street, and she sort of wants to turn around to Ed. He, he was quite offended, actually. She turned around and she said to him, Oh, you were lucky dropping in on him, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> do, you do you remember his Margaret? Yes, because you know, because she she likes she's she's got to be in in her late sixties, and she likes to abuse them and use them and then discard them at that age. <laughs> Honestly, she said, "Oh, I get them in." She says, and she said, "I get them to go, cut me lawn and do me gardening." She said, "But that's what you're only thinking." Dear me, they're going about gay people. Oh my! So, no, I I over the years, I tell you, Henry, I've I'm not shocked. I'm just surprised. I'm no longer shocked with ordinary people. Well, define ordinary. What it, what is ordinary? There's no such thing as ordinary. Everybody's unique, and they've only got they've all got their unique um, way of doing things, how they feel about things, what they like, what they don't like, and that's that's different for every single person. And my creed is: I accept what another person is. And as long as they don't try and force their beliefs on me, I'm more than happy. That that's quite, yeah, that, yeah, same here. And I think that's quite that's been quite the um, uh, the challenge for England over the centuries. Also, uh, people trying to invade England and and take ownership of England until I think Henry VIII and put a, his foot down on that and. Uh, and it's been and it's been like this, you know. Uh, and I'm just referring to uh, England and 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 the past history of England, uh, because I I've been re- I've been watching the Tudors uh, the series, uh, which was a oh right yes. <laughs> I don't know if you watched it, but I'm in the middle of it trying to prepare for the my Renaissance <laughs> fair. And but the, you know you're saying all of this and and I'm thinking wow you know this has just been like a, a plight for a lot of Europeans um, coming from from uh, countries that have been colonized or been trying to been take over from and and being forced to and subjugated to other countries' opinions and way of living which is not nice. I've got to say in defense of the the empire as it was called. Uh, before um, Queen Elizabeth got on the throne and she decided to call it the Commonwealth, the, the British believed that the law, that it, all people were equal. And so whilst we did go out and subjugate the world, because we did like a bit of gunboat um, diplomacy where we'd send a, a warship out, and that used to keep, put, keep everybody you know, on their toes, but we also believed that the people had a right to, of equality and I mean, for instance, in India, uh, there was a group of, um, a religious group called Thuggies. And they worshipped the, the goddess Kali, who was um, basically, she had lots of arms, I think she had eight. And um, they, the, the Kali, and the, the devotees of Kali used to go around murdering people and dedicate the murder, murder in her name. Oh my God. Yes, and, and the British. Destroyed them. They they hunted them down and wiped them out. Another thing the British um, stopped doing was when in India the husband died, the wife was expected to throw herself onto the funeral pile while she was still alive. Oh my God! Oh no! This is this was actually used to happen. And the British and said, "Uh, "Excuse me, you don't do that." 
but that was so we have our good points we do have our good points we t- we tried and we try to be the, i i honestly believe that the british and i say british because there's no such thing as an englishman we're british we're uh, we're germans we're anglo-saxons we're french we're normans we're welsh we're irish we're scots we're all sorts we are i mean ed for instance in his uh, lineage He's got uh, Canadian, he's got Canadian blood, he's got Welsh blood, he's got Irish blood. Wow. You know, in his family family history. And so, but the British, I I believe, are more tolerant than uh, uh, most people, purely because we're so mixed up. So it's very difficult to condemn somebody else when we're, we're not... We're not pure blood ourselves, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, our royal family is Greek and German. You know, the Queen's consort was was a Greek prince. Really? I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Prince, prince Philip is Greek. <laughs> yeah? Um, on uh, the Queen's side, the great-great-grandparents were German. My. Oh, yeah, see. <laughs> well, we're a hodgepodge. There was a, there's an old song uh, before your time because you're far too young, and it's called all about and it's called the melting pot, and basically it's where everybody gets into the melting pot and they all come out chocolate coloured. There's no white, <laughs> no black, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, you have to Google that now. Melting pot. I will, and if uh, I if I could get it for the a, show, I'll put it, it on. A, it was a, it was a big hit going back. Oh, I don't know whether it was the eighties or the seventies, but it literally sings about basically all the world gets into there, putting everybody into a melting pot. And they all come out the same colour, but it would turn out to be slightly chocolate coloured. Didn't say whether it was milk chocolate or yard chocolate. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, I really like my. I really like my English men, <laughs> especially the blondes. <laughs> I've always been a fan of English people, and and I've you know I've often recalled um, growing up as a teen a lot of um, past life memories uh, living in England, mm-hmm. and um, and you know I, I've actually you know I've had one encounter with with this one English. Um, fellow uh, from London um, about eight years ago, nine years ago, and uh, we hit it off one night, and it was this last night in New York City, and uh, we stayed with each other uh, for the remainder of the night until he had to leave um, on his flight, and it was the most enduring, and it was the soul connection, um, and it was the soul, like, you know, like this past life thing that we had to do, and and the energy between it was just so intense. I mean, and if he had the money, if I had the money, we would have both like you know made a a marriage out of it. But um, yeah. I think I think he had also some things he needed to uh, let go in his life. He was going through a lot, and we lost touch, and we just let the relationship go because I, I was in a turning point in my life, and so was he. And it was a very interesting connection because the dreams that, um, as a result of keeping some type of communication for about a year or so, was very intense. Now, I've got to tell you now, from the historical point of view, Britain Britain has got more ancient history that goes back before the uh, Egyptians. Really? And a lot, of, a lot of historians now, anthropologists who do, you know, the research... 
um, history and actually do the archaeology mod. And now recognizing that the center of civilization may not have been Egypt or the Mediterranean, but actually in Europe because of the, the knowledge that is they have discovered that they everybody assumes that when you talk about somebody being uh, ancient that they have no knowledge i believe that the ancient people had more knowledge than we had because they had to work problems out that they didn't nobody had done before we can go on the internet if we've got a problem we can google it we can do all sorts of things but in them days they had to work out how to solve solve problems which nobody had ever done before, and they had to think. And the Celts, which are um, the, na the natural race in the uh, Great Britain, but don't forget the Celts also were all across Europe. There were the French, there was the German Celts, and all that lot. And there was a great trade. And I'll give you a quick example of how history is being changed, turned on its head. Over in Wales, there, were, there um, is a little holiday resort called Landudno. And ten years ago, one of these, the little cafes on the island turned around and said they wanted to build a car park. Simple, yes, yeah. But the council said they needed to do a ground survey to ensure that the ground was strong enough to do, take the weight of the cars. And they discovered what they thought was a rubbish tip. When it was excavated, they found that it's the oldest copper mine in existence. It's over 4,000 years old, and it's also the largest ever found. Wow. And it's now discovered that this copper mine exported to the rest of the world, and nobody knew it existed. Oh, my. Still, there's a big site there now. When I go up to Wales, I go to visit them. And there's this massive, big uh, archaeological site where they are still uncovering. I've took Ed down there. You've been down there, haven't you, Ed? It goes hundreds of feet underground. Wow. Some of the largest caves, man-made caves in Europe are there. And they never knew it existed. And it's suddenly, oh dear, this is history being turned on its head. My, the hairs on my but, arms and my body are just completely standing straight. <laughs> Well, this is, but this is, this is our, uh, I say our, this is the British history, this is our Celtic history, and I link with that. Like you have past life experiences, I feel an affinity to these ancient times. Uh, that, I just feel a natural affinity with that. So, and I believe it's a racial memory, it's in our genes. Um, we oh, yes. down memories through our genes, a genetic code. I and agree. I believe that's what what we what what I experience is a genetic code. It's not necessarily a, a spiritual thing. It is um, more on a, on, um, a genetic level. Oh, my God.
Welcome back. That's Arcadia by Traveler. So we're down to the last part of the interview with Mystic Ed and um, Fluffy as well. <laughs> so we pick up with Fluffy and uh, we get a little more into um, Celtic and Pagan uh, Wiccan. Uh, beliefs and uh, also then we get into more of uh, spirituality with Ed and and just some tarot reading for all you guys predictions for the week and next month to come so I, I hope you're enjoying this and please if you're listening to the podcast on either Facebook or Stitcher or iTunes uh, Leave some feedback, um, or if you're on the blog, www.oralfixpodcast.com. Uh, make sure to leave a f- mention or a comment on the comments area on the b- blog post, the show notes. Um, the more that you rate this podcast on other uh, social media networks, like SoundCloud also, the more this podcast gets recognized and gets ranked on iTunes and Stitcher.com and and the more that you spread the word around that the podcast exists, uh, the likelihood of the podcast being around for several more years or so and um, keep me providing you with interesting content and inter- interviews will be very likely. And again, I can't stress that enough uh, for all of the you who are listening for the first time and old listeners that haven't got around to leaving some feedback or liking uh, or rating the podcast. Thank you. And here's the last part of um, the interview at the on here on the Oral Fix podcast with Mystic Ed. Ed and I are what we call, we're called Wiccans. This is the, the old religion, not the Christian religion. But, but, as I try and explain to people, the difference between a Wiccan and a Christian, a modern Christian, is a Wiccan doesn't believe in the church, the organization of the church, still believes in God. And I say to people, you only have to go out into a garden, look at the birds, look at the plants, and tell me that that was random and that was just created purely by chance. I don't accept that. I see Angelica, who's a cat, beautiful cat you're telling me that she was just happened because it was just random Uh. she she is a perfect in her own right as a cat she's a perfect cat you know cats are perfect in their own right i agree i agree also with all (laughs) all that you're saying and how about and how about your if you don't mind me um changing the conversation a little bit I, I would like to because i i'm going to link uh the Flickr account for for you and 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 ed on the show notes for this show uh, and i want people to really see you guys and see uh your your life on Flickr. and um 
I, w- I would like to know personally because I don't. I think I don't think I ever addressed this on Flickr. Uh, why do you wear a stripe uh, in your hair? <laughs> oh, oh, that no, that was purely that was because Ed's used to be a hairdresser. He managed a hairdressing shop, and so I like that the idea. I, I'm a bit to be. I'm not flamboyant. I just like to be striking. Ah. And so um, <laughs> we have a we have a creature in our natural, in our woodlands, called a badger. So um, I suppose you could call him, it looks not not the same creature, but you know the skunk with a big white stripe down the back? Oh, yes, we have many here where I live. Yeah, well, in our country, we don't, it's not a skunk, it's a badger. It's a very powerful creature. Oh, yeah, we have... Ha- with a white... We have badgers here, too. Stripe. That's right. Well, I just linked in with badgers, and so I asked Ted one day to do my hair like a badger. <laughs> the big white stripe. <laughs> you, which you wear so well, Fluffy. <laughs> well, I've, some of my... Uh, I've got several um, tarot sets of tarot cards. One of them is the Celtic Dragon cards, which I, I like. But another one is actually animals. Hmm? Oh, you have the um, uh, medicine animal card deck? No, it's the Celtic animals, not oh. the, not the American ones. So we're looking at salmon, which is the uh, the creature of um, wisdom. And the reason we uh, the Celts associated the salmon with wisdom was because wherever the salmon is born, whatever river, it goes out into the Atlantic Ocean, and it always comes back to the same spot that it was born. That's interesting. We associated American Indians, uh, salmon, with uh, regeneration and rebirth. Yeah, well, it's the same. Yeah, exactly. There's, it's just actually, um, it's what we call sympathetic magic, isn't it? It's when somebody, you look at something and then you associate a, a meaning to that. Wow. So from, the, um, from the Celtic point of view, the salmon is the, the uh, creature of wisdom because it has the knowledge to be able to return back to where it was born. And knowledge, wisdom, bubble. My. <laughs> now, I'm asking questions later. <laughs> 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 so that that's why. I'm not a, I'm not a badger now, but um, that's why I just like it. And um, You look like a... I'm sorry to I interrupt. Like Go ahead. Go, I... Yeah, I, I was, Say a lot of the young, the young, the teenagers around here were fascinated by my hair because they'd never seen anything like it. But it used to take Ed all day to do it. <laughs> I love it. I, it makes you look like a rock star. And every time, I, there's this one <laughs> picture of you and Ed which I love and I adore, and I had it on my desktop as my desktop for like several months. And it's of you and Ed in like this garden, and I believe you're uh, laying across. Ed's lap, but you know, with your head up, and Ed is kind of like uh, in, the, in the background. Both of you are looking into the camera, and you both look magically enchanted. And you have like these little fairy orbs around you, and and the pa- and there's like this green pasture and, and a tree. And I, I I I fell in love with it. You guys, and your hair was just brilliant. I mean, it was like in that uh, mullet hairdo that you have. Um, <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, that's that's just being me. Flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, yeah, well, that's it. We're, we're back to... Somebody once said to me, uh, you want to act your age? And I said, "Why want? who wants to be a boring old... You know, what? 
And your age is a, is a, is a mental condition. You're as old as you feel. Exactly. I've actually met people 20 years younger than me, and they're old. They, with their, how they look at things and how they do things, and you think, oh, dear, how sad. There's no need to be old. Jan next door, she's 87, and you couldn't meet a more livelier person. All right, yes, physically, she's not, she's not as fit, bless her, but mentally, she's very sharp. Now, I was just going to say, so there is absolutely no need to, to be old as such. We all grow old. I mean, that's a, that's a natural state of affairs. And with oldness, we get more mature, is what I like to think, like a bit like a cheddar cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cheddar cheese. <laughs> How old are you, uh, Fluffy, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 62. You're 62. God bless you. I'm 62. And, 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 and you don't feel 62, I bet, spirit-wise. No, no. But I've got to say, Henry, it takes me all night to, to do what I used to do all night. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask a personal question? Of course you can. Is there sex after 50? <laughs> of course is. We have, I believe Charlie Chaplin actually side children when he got into it, when, even when he was in his 70s. Wow, really? Yeah. Charlie Chaplin, he? Yeah. Quite a rascal. Yeah, you're you're going to do a lot of Googling after you come off the phone, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am, actually. And I want to get that Melting Pot song. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'll hand you back to Ed now. Cause, the, yeah? It was a pleasure, Fluffy. Thank you for coming on to the show. No, it's been, the pleasure's been mine as well. And I'll hand you back. Okay. I, I, I wait to meet you soon. Actually, Henry, I had quite a laugh to myself when <laughs> um, Fluffy was talking about salmon oh. because we were in an aquarium centre this afternoon to get oh. some seeds for our fish. And on this one tank, it had got uh, the name of the fish and underneath on a label, it had got Ask for Salmon. Oh. And we thought, Ask for Salmon when you're a fish. That's a bit peculiar, isn't it? Anyway, Fluffy doesn't know this because he wandered off. I found another label on another tank, and it said, Ask the Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Ask the Salmon at all. It was Ask the Simon. <laughs> That's a good job, really. I read that. Anyway, I've got an important um, point to make, Henry. Go right ahead. For all of you that are driving along or are washing the dishes or changing the bedclothes and you, you're listening to this podcast now and you may be gay or you may know people that are gay, which you probably do, or you feel that you've got a big coming out to do at some stage. Remember that we're on a spiritual basis. When we pass over, if you're gay you're not going to change and suddenly be a straight man or woman. For instance, when I go, let's suppose I went now tonight, you know, across the Celestial River, looking like Elizabeth Taylor did in clear pasture, though I've got to say, in a gold lame dress, you know, the, 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 the crook and the flail, the, the whole work. <laughs> and um, if I then was given the chance to come back and appear before either yourself or Fluffy, 
I'm not going to be this big butch fella now, am I? <laughs> I'm going to be me. So therefore, you will still have a gay spirit guide. So if you know and love someone that's gay now, and something should happen to them, don't think that they've changed and they're going to be straight. They'll still be themselves. And I think that's worth thinking about. That is, and I'm so glad you tackled that one, um, because it's something that I often think about. And I'm being a a uh, a, a you know a Buddhist practitioner, and um, at times um, I I know about reincarnation, and I know uh, even from my own ancestral um, knowledge uh, about reincarnation. I often wonder, you know, it, well, and I also think that if I come back as a human being next time, I, I wouldn't mind coming back as a woman. And I, and um, but all this, you know, the gayness about me, you know, will that be transferred as well? You know, with, well, you know, what, what will happen to that? And I, That's right. I often think yeah. of that. Yes, I mean, it's quite exciting, really, the thought of what you don't know is exciting, <laughs> I think. Because um, maybe you were a woman in a former lifetime, and therefore the certain tendencies that you have that are being brought into your present day. I agree. I can. I mean, I've got some hypnotherapy to do for a lady tomorrow evening, but it's basically the meditative thing but I can remember doing some hypnotherapy for a lady many years ago now she wanted to be regressed and she got a typically Staffordshire accent which is quite broad around here and um, suddenly she was speaking with this Spanish accent I couldn't understand a word she was talking about <laughs> And she went from one lifetime to another after I said to her, I said, well, you must speak to me in a, a, a tongue that I can understand, mm. namely English. And, and from this broad accent that she, she had really got, there she was, this beautiful Spanish lady. I had many lovers, but I only loved the one man and all that type of thing. Then... Instead of me bringing her forward to the, the present day, she decided to go on another journey. And she was a man in Norway. Ah. And she even spoke with a deep um, man's accent. <laughs> so that, I think it's fascinating, really, to think that um, the reincarnation thing. I mean, I've always believed in my own case that this is my la last lifetime on Earth. And you could say, well, why do you think that is, Ed? But I can't really answer, only the fact that I just do. Because this lifetime has been particularly hard with many of its tests, and they've been quite grueling, some of them. And, of course, the greatest test in our lifetimes is to see how we turn out at the end. Right. I mean... Are we going to turn... I mean, so many people as well nowadays, they turn to the angels for guidance. But there is a saying which you may have heard. Um, somebody asked for... A lady asked for an angel to appear, and the devil appeared. And she screamed out, Oh, my God, you know, um, 
who are you? And he said, well, you paid for an angel, but you didn't say what type. <laughs> Don't you think that's important, though? That is very because, important. Because people will open themselves up psychically without a clue of what they're doing as well. You've got to think about the consequences. Mm-hmm. I say we've covered a few things with this broadcast, haven't we? I hope you've all enjoyed listening in, America. And isn't it true that also you can do that sexually? Like, um, if you're sexually promiscuous. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean... There's so many beliefs in... I mean, we're not promiscuous people, but I can't say I didn't have my fair share of lovers when I was younger. <laughs> but I think in my case, I was always on the lookout. I was always on the rocky road to love. You know, I'd meet someone with a handsome smile and they'd flutter their eyelashes and I was besotten. They were the ones, they were the, the love of my life and they never turned out to be and... I usually seem to choose the rotters, the ones that kind of hid their wedding rings in their pockets and that type of thing. And then it came to the day when I wasn't really bothered. I'd given up on the rocky road to love, Henry, and I sat with my little cat on my lap the night before and I stroked her and I said, well, I've got a lovely little cat, I've got some nice friends, mm. I've got a nice little bungalow, it's rented, but it's mine. And the next day, I met Fluffy, who took me by the hand, didn't let it go, and I just thought, oh, that's it then. And it was it. And yet I wasn't looking. And I very often feel, if you're searching and searching for love, it'll find you when you stand still and open your arms to it and welcome it in. So true from what I hear from Pat people who yeah. in, in successful relationships for those who are are queer and potential well we're all psychic and one way or another um yeah. but some of us come into this lifetime more developed than others as yourself and myself and um is there any um parting um because we're we're, not, we're we're almost done with the show but we're before we we get into the, the uh, we're going to get into some tarot reading. Um, before we get into that, I I want to to get like maybe a final word from you to those who who are thinking of uh, practicing Wicca or or getting in or or who are gay themselves and and know that they have a because I've spoke about it often in the show. Being gay people, we norm we naturally most of us come in very open and aware psychically and um any yes a, a, any I, advice for people like that well i feel when you go into psychic matters you're dealing with a person's soul you're dealing with their emotions so if you are a man open up your feminine side to it your sensitive caring side i look upon it like this Instead of judging myself for who I am, I'm a practicing Wiccan, a practicing psychic. I can understand where a woman's coming from if she's been on the rocky road to love and has been very hurt by a man. But I can also understand where a man's coming from because I'm a man too. And I would say follow your heart mm. and go with the flow. 
and don't, what is that saying? Don't push the river, let it flow by itself. And as you go into the Wiccan and psychic matters, don't go too deeply involved with it. Learn the basic things first, how to read the cards, how to put protection around you, uh, how to ask your spirit guides for the right words to say, and then always remember to say a big thank you for the help you've been given and only ask spirits of love and light to help you. When we get into the realms of, is there anybody there? Of course there's somebody out there, good and bad. Well, we don't want unwelcome visitors. We just want people that are full of love that can help us to help other people. Amen. <laughs> are you like that? <laughs> so we are coming, uh, we're at the tail end of our podcast interview and and before we uh we leave the interview uh ed has graciously um uh agreed to join me uh for a a tarot reading uh for everyone who's listening for uh the month and and the week so i will be doing like i will be pulling the card for the week and ed um We'll be pulling the card for next month for July for everyone out there. And uh, as I probably mentioned or have not mentioned yet, uh, Ed is a psychic and tarot reader and a well-renowned one in England since he was uh, in his 20s, correct? And yes, I'm only 23 now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I met Fluffy when I was 49, so work that out. <laughs> Actually, I've got a surprise for you. Oh. You I've do. chosen two cards for you. Oh, my. And you're going to be meeting one young man, just a little, about three years younger than yourself, followed by another gentleman who's actually quite wealthy and is a few years older than yourself. Huh. And I'm thinking now, I wonder which one you'll choose. Oh, my God. The one with the heart or the one with the gold. Oh. And I think I know which one. But that's coming up quite soon and probably towards August time. So that's something to prepare yourself for. Wow. Well, you know, in August is when the Renaissance Fair starts. <laughs> the New York may seem a bit, little bit on on the the glum side, though. Have there been any um, uh, storms or anything around the Bermuda and the Bahamas area? Do you know of? They have, and there's been a, quite a few storms here. Uh, there was just a uh, right when we were trying to get to, together on Skype. The um, there was a, a thunder and lightning storm here. Right. I'm looking at July, and basically, it doesn't sound too cheerful, but I'm just thinking July is going to be quite a bit all over the place with really rough weather. Mm. Where it should be still and warm, I'm thinking, um, don't necessarily go out to sea if they've given a bit of a warning here, especially around the Bahamas area, and, and especially for... Uh, going on for September as well. But I do feel for um, America at the moment, there's going to be a lot of political things happening there. I've got the sign of the scales here. And a man in authority 
who may even say, well, barge in is a funny word to put it, really, um, but wants to make sure he is the president. Wow. And this man will be white. Oh, wow. But he won't be young. He won't be that young. He's He's got a lot of experience. He's very pushy, but he means business when he means business. Mitt Romney? <laughs> so that's something to look out for as we go toward that more towards the end of um, July, though. So that's that's what I can see for, for then, anyway, Henry. Well, that's the um, the time uh, we're in the hurricane season now, uh, always in June, the beginning of, uh, of summer for the United States. And that, that sounds very, um, uh, it correlates very well with uh, the, the storm season for the Bahamas, at least in July. Well, I, d- I didn't know that, you see. Well, that's very interesting, Henry. And for the week, I have, um, I, 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 I pulled out complex stability, which was, uh, the, which is significant, which resounds on the number 12. And, um, and I, I pulled that card out for the month, actually, um, and probably for the week last week. Um, but it's overall for this week, um, it's going to be good. Uh, a, uh, everything that happens this week is for, it's going to benefit, uh, seven generations or seven days, the number seven renowns, or actually for the next nine days, I'm hearing here. Um, everything that we do and happens this week will, will benefit uh, us and, and everyone around us for the next seven cycles, seven to nine cycles. So, um, you know, a mindful awareness of keeping our, our, our thoughts positive, no matter how bad the news may be or how good the news may be. Um, if it's good or if it's bad, we should still remain grounded, but still feel content that whatever is happening this week is for our benefit and, and yeah. it, it's, it'll be life-changing. Marvelous. Yeah. And, and uh, some very powerful numbers as well. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is, especially with the number seven. One of my favorite lucky numbers. Yes. Well, the seven wonders of the world, the seven days of the week, the seven days to create the heavens and the earth. It's all there, isn't it? So it's, it sounds pretty global, doesn't it, from what you've said? It, and it should be. And I, I normally, yeah... Uh, these cards work on a in a, a universal harmonic frequency, so yes, they um they do they it, it's a broad spectrum, right? And um, I think that uh uh overall it's um oh I I just lost thought. <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't matter. You probably were going back into another previous lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Henry, it's been lovely to be on your show. Thank you very much for joining me on, uh, on this week's podcast. And um, I would love for you to tell the audience how to find you if they require your services. Which And let us know exactly what do you uh, provide as a spiritual, as a counselor. I know that you're a counselor uh, on the psychic and tarot level, but I I heard you say that you're assisting someone in past life recall as well? 
Yes, I'm a fully qualified hypnotherapist and past life regressionist. I'm a makeover expert, but of course people can contact me by email for advice that way, which is psychic, all lowercase, wizard with two A's in it. So it's psychicwizard at live.co.uk. They can also find us at um, com. There's just one D in Ed, by the way. Some people spell it with two Ds. And you can find us on Facebook by looking up Ed Ward. As simple as that. So there's three alternatives. And then we can always make arrangements. I can do email readings over-the-phone readings, Skype readings when it's working properly, and, um, <laughs> and private ones-to-ones, and uh, DVD readings as well, if anybody would be interested. But I do other things. I do um, worldwide healing sessions as well, and uh, do a lot of counseling as well. So there's quite a few things that we do besides my magical side, because I'm a um, fully accredited wizard as well. So I've got a few strings to my bow, really, I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> and very but gracious. you can all find me on there if you'd like to make contact at any time. be great to hear from you. And your, and your phone numbers are? And the phone number, it would be the dialing code for England, which I don't know what that is, but it would be, uh, um, it would be 1543 Seven two, seven six. So it's a dialing code and one five four three four six seven two seven six. Thank you so much for your giving uh, of yourself and Fluffy as well on this podcast and and sharing uh, such intimate details also um, and and your thoughts. On, uh, well, you're very welcome, Henry, and we'll do it again sometime. Yes, we will, and uh, I. I, you know, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, God bless and God bless you all, America. Thank you, Mystic Ed and Fluffy, for appearing on the Oral Fix podcast. I spoke to Ed afterwards, and he agreed that he would love to come back on the show. Uh, and he has actually something going on in America coming up soon, um, which uh, will bring him closer to me and. I'm sure I'll I'll be able to meet him face to face soon, and I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag because it's a secret. <laughs> he's going well. I could tell you a little bit. He's gonna appear on TV, <laughs> American television, I believe. Um, so everyone, please support him if you feel inclined to seek his services. I'm gonna link all the information if you haven't written it down yet. I'm gonna link it on the show notes at www.oralfixpodcast.com. Again, that's www.oralfixpodcast.com. If you would like to follow my daily rantings on the blog, you can subscribe via Gmail, Facebook, as well as Twitter. And all you have to do is look for Oral Fix Podcast. On Facebook, a much simpler way to find the podcast would be facebook.com forward slash the oral fix podcast 
And if you feel inclined to do so, you can donate at the uh, at the uh, website, which is oralfixpodcast.com. And uh, if again, if you're listening via Stitcher.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, or if you have any comments you'd just like to leave on the show notes, please rate, rank, like, share, tell people that the podcast is here for everyone. Most like, uh, but most of all, it's for the gay community and for those who are friends of the gays. And that's about it. Um, you know, if you would like to uh, submit any feedback, also, or if you would like to submit any topics or suggestions, please you can send that in as a voicemail at six four six five zero four three four nine one. Use the time to your discretion. And also, you know, if you'd like to be anonymous, please say so. And you can also send a, G- a mail to Gmail at oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. So everyone have a great remainder of the Pride Month in NYC. And happy Pride to anyone else out in other states and countries. And uh, I'm going to leave you off with a song uh, by Owl City called Shooting Star. Enjoy. See you next week. This gravity will try to pull you down, but not this time. When the sun goes down and the lights burn out, then it's time for you to shine. Brighter than a shooting star. So shine no matter where you are. Fill the darkest night with a brilliant light, cause it's time for you to shine.
Thank <laughs> you.